Hey, this is the Chick with Beats, and I just want to thank you so much for tuning in to Music Marvels with the Chick with Beats and Breezy Gibson right here on Grander Radio and thechickwithbeats.com. You know, we've just got another great show lined up for you that we're excited to share with you. Uh, we've got the uber-talented lyricist Amber Simone coming through for a chat. Then, you know, of course, we've got music industry news, what's been happening, what's been buzzing in the business world. So that way you know what's going on and how you can plan your music career accordingly. So, you know, we're just excited to kind of dive into it and do what we do. And, you know, just so you know, all the instrumentals that you hear are produced by yours truly. You can always contact me at achicklebeats.com for anything that you're digging to let me know. And uh, you know what? We're just going to go ahead and dip right into it. Yeah, let's dive on in. All right.
right. Thank you so much for joining us on Music Marvels with the Chickwood Beats and Breezy Gibson. We are so thrilled to announce that we have this dynamic lyricist with a presence. I mean, just captures you every time. You know, she drops her rhymes. We have the one, the only Amber Simone in the virtual building with us today. How you feeling? Oh, well, thank you so much. I'm, I'm well, just been, uh, just been chilling for the most part. Okay, okay. So that's what's up. So if you could let people know, you know, a little bit about you. Who is Amber Simone? You know, when did you realize that you needed music to be a part of your life? And, you know, just kind of walk us through the early beginnings. Yeah, well, I've always had, like, a very strong love for music. Like, even when I was younger, like, coming up. I really didn't listen to rap music like as a as a youngin. Like I was on the Temptations, like the Four Tops, like that. That's what my mom was listening to. So as that grew, like I'm like, man, music can take you so many places. Like when you're down, it can make you happy. Like it can make you reminisce. So um, it's just always been a part of me. So as I got older started listening to rap and I was already writing poetry so it's kind of synonymous so once doing music was introduced to me like I'm like no I I don't think that's me like I'm kind of laid back I'm kind of to myself but I I gave it a shot like I actually started off producing first and kudos to you and all the producers because that takes talent for sure like I'm like oh no <laughs> I can't do it <laughs> so I always gotta give big props to producers man cause to be able to create like a vibe we gotta go off the vibe with rappers so yeah that's that I'm like that's this not my calling like it's something else and so I just started um writing raps and I gradually took me a while but I found my sound and once I was able to find my pocket, like my goal was to be myself, to be relatable, but to be, you know, a positive influence, so to speak. Because a lot of times when you you hear rap for the most part, I mean, not everybody, but it's a lot of B words, it's a lot of women kind of like out there in a way where you know everybody not like that so I kind of want to stand on my own and just be myself and be like a beacon of like hey you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. there's another way you know so that's kind of what's driving me like right now present day Man, that was so beautiful. You said so much. <laughs> so much. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so hats off to you for that. Um, you know, that's something that is quite common. So a lot of times with male artists in the game, you actually do get a variety, but you don't really see that too often with uh, women in the game. Mm-hmm. So, you know, kudos to you for being, you know, one of the ones that is just trying to be yourself. And uh, yeah, man, that's amazing, isn't it, Breezy? Yeah, it really is. It really is. And, uh, you know, kudos to you for doing that. You know, and I uh, allude to the point when when you said when I found my pocket. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, that's very impressive right there. Letting the folks know, hey, there was was some things to choose from. But when you found what fits you the best, Mm -hmm. and that allows like a jumping on a, a, a super freeway because you found your pocket and that was the the root of your creativity mm-hmm. and staying in that pocket hey there's no telling what can happen as long as i stay in this pocket right here so let's roll you see right. yeah that's some good stuff yeah it really is because you know with everybody well i shouldn't say everybody but with what we see mostly in mainstream there's a lot of repetition and so you know if people are themselves that's what you know offers a variety so yeah that's fantastic so if you could maybe give us a little bit of uh information on what inspires you when you write like how do you get into that mood to um you know pin your lyrics um well i say sometimes i go in and i know what i want to say 
like if there's like something that's been on my mind I'm like yeah I gotta get this out sometimes my emotions will drive me uh, sometimes it'll be a particular beat like when I'm groups like oh yeah this make me want to say this or um sometimes it's like a lot of just life experiences too like with um the one of the projects that I recently dropped organic it kind of just I kind of just went through the different stages of like I went through reminiscing back in my childhood in the night growing up in the 90s and then I, I I wrote about you know breakups relationships that I may have gone through then I wrote about just my growth as a person as a woman and where I am now so when I sit down right like I just feel like it varies, but a lot of times situations will inspire me, just thoughts thoughts that I have as far as artists will inspire me. I have to say I'm a huge Kendrick fan, like like a Nas fan, like, oh man, Lauren Hill, like they just legends to me. So like when I I wanna I wanna be on that level one day where when I when I drop, like people be like, Yeah, I know, like it's about to be sweet. You know what I'm saying? Like every time Nas drop almost well, majority of the time Nas drop, you know. <laughs> hey, like he, he came out with one and I'm like, mm, but no, but you know, like you know, like yeah, Nas every time Kendra drop is like fire to me, you no know, undoubtedly. And then Lauren Hill, even though she had that one like it was just perfect. She had that one perfect put together just album so like I want to put my best foot forward like that every time that I drop something that's kind of what inspires me I want to get better every single time if I can mm. man that's yeah that's incredible to hear mainly because you know I feel like you, you're there already and um, maybe that's probably why you know in the, the strive to continue um, to perfect your craft so yeah, uh, you know what? Because we usually wait till later in this part, but since I've been talking, mm-hmm. like I want people to like make sure that they write this down now, where they can find some of your work that you got out there, like SoundCloud and all that good stuff. Okay, um, uh, all my music is on all the streaming sites, so whatever you prefer to listen on, you can just really just type in Amber Simone, and then that'll be Amber, and then um, Simone is spelled C I M O N E. You can pretty much just type that into, you know, the title or the Spotify and Apple or whatever the case. And I should be right there. Um, should be right there at the right at the top. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, we were talking about this. Since you're talking about your craft, I want to make sure that they have it. So <laughs> as soon as this is done, they can go check it out. So I'm like, man, yeah, she's going to blow your mind. I'm telling you. <laughs> so. Yeah, I know Breezy's got another question for you, but before that, if you could, um, you know, you've already dropped so many gems, but what advice do you have for any artists out there right now that are, you know, maybe trying to figure out where their pocket is or trying to find, you know, their own specific brand? What can you share with them that might kind of give them a little bit of direction? Mm -hmm. Well, I would say not to be afraid to make mistakes. Cause nothing is gonna be perfect. Like you're not gonna come out the gate. I mean, sometimes you can, but I don't think you're gonna come out the gate getting everything right. Like I just feel like explore, explore, take those chances. You know, you never know what can happen, but don't beat up on yourself. Be patient because I know when I first started doing music, I was so impatient. Like. I wanted to drop this then, I wanted to do this. Like, I wanted to do everything all at once when in essence, I really was working against myself, I feel like, because if I hadn't rushed that song, if I had just took my time and really figured out, follow through, and that's where follow through came from. I felt like I, in my, when I first started, I never used to follow through. Like I was just rushing so many different things. I just feel like patience. If you just take your time and do you, like you can't really go wrong because if you're doing you and you remember why you started doing it, sometimes when you start, 
you can get so caught up. But if you just sit back, this is why I do it, because I love it. I love, you know, that's for me, because I love music. And it brings me joy to just share my art. Like, go back to the core. You get caught up in that whirlwind. Just remember, go back to the core. Okay, let me sit down. Let me just be organic with it. You know what I'm saying? I feel like if you can steadily do that, like, you will be fine. Mm. Very, very wise words. Thank you so much for sharing that. uh, Yeah, go ahead and toss it over to Breezy. Yeah, now, who was that first person that won? Or was it a group, maybe two or three folks, that right after you started, you know, in earnest, they actually pulled you to the side and they said, "Um, you know what? I think you've got to flow. I think you've got some momentum. I think you've got something that you're working on. I can see that if you work it to the fullest, there's no telling what could happen. Was that a, a single person that did that or was it a group? Um, I'd say like uh, through, through the musical journey that I've had, like it's always been like a single per a single person like here and there that'll just be like don't stop like I see you like I-, I see you and you're going in the right direction like and I always I take it to heart because it, it, it means so much like for somebody to to say that but it's always been like people here and there it was never like a group or anything but just people that I had met along the way to just really say hey I rock with you and they just stuck with me. Okay. Yeah, that's that's what's up. You know, it's it's always a blessing. You know, when you kind of going along and to just keep getting that encouragement. And you know, matter of fact, for anybody out there listening, you know, if there's somebody out there that you vibing with, you know, there's nothing wrong with just sending them a shout, letting them know that they need to keep pushing. You know, encouragement can mean everything to any kind of creative. So, you know, whether it's rappers, singers, producers, photographers, whoever, um, yeah, don't be stingy with the compliments if you're feeling it. So, yeah. Right, that's right. Yeah. Yes. Curtis, Curtis Mayfield, keep on pushing. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And so, um, you know, we know that the pandemic has thrown a wrench into mostly everyone's plans, but... If you could kind of give us some insight into um, what you see popping up in the future, um, if you're working on any specific projects or anything like that. Um, I am working on, well, it's all written out, but I, I have a feeling that it's gonna change. I haven't recorded it or anything. I'm kind of just sitting on it and uh, uh, working on a project called Clarity. It was kind of just a follow-up to organic uh, just wanting to talk about like, okay, now that I've reminisced, now that I've grown, now that I know what I gotta do and what I want in life in general, it's clear to me. So now I'm gonna talk about the clarity that I have. But as I say that, like, and as I wrote the project, things are changing. So I think I'm gonna have to like, go back to it and tweak it. Um, And I've done that before, it's like, as just life you like things be changing so it'd be crazy because I thought I was done and then now I might gotta go back to it but um in the midst of that I'm probably just gonna go shoot some more videos to like the last two projects I put out because ain't no rush like I always say that what's old to me is new to like millions of other people so maybe if I go back shoot a couple more videos to the to the stuff that I got now I can tweak this project um, and uh, see where it takes me. For now, probably just expect a few more videos and I'm um, gonna try to do this uh, merchandise. I'm gonna be working on that in between time. So those two things you guys should probably expect in the next few months, maybe month or two-ish. Right, I'm excited. And yeah, I love what you said about that. Like it's old to you, but new to someone else so many artists don't continue pushing songs it's like once they're done with it they just kind of let it go but you know as you get new followers new people around the world kind of discover you 
and yeah just like you said everything's brand new so yeah I mean you've, you've dropped so many nuggets of wisdom um, just in the short time <laughs> that you've been here already you know we're grateful I'm sure the listeners are grateful as well and um, yeah I just want to know um, well yeah I'll let Breezy ask you another question but is there maybe like a lasting thought that people need to know about you before we close this interview out today Let's see. I guess um, people should just know that I, I'm never going to change. Like, I'm always going to be me. I'm never going to conform. Like, pretty much what you see is what you get. And whatever happens, like, with the music, just know that I'm doing it because I love it. Like, I don't really have any, uh, you know, agendas. It's just me sharing myself sharing my art and enjoying it and like any piece of encouragement like anything of that nature like I remember like, I have a, a a photographic memory of like everybody who ever kept me pushing when I wanted to quit because it was so many times I wanted to quit but it's like hey I gotta keep going and just just know that like when Amber Simone about to drop like I just know I, I'm trying to put my foot in it. Like, yeah, hopefully y'all can see that when, you know, I drop some. That, that's pretty much it. Awesome. Awesome. Breezy? No, no. That's on block now. She said it. So remember, <laughs> this is So, you know, that's, that's, I've been around the people and when they say that, that's over. So. <laughs> <laughs> So kudos to you again for who you are and what you're doing. And, um, you know, positive tip, positive vibe. And uh, work your craft. Continue to work your craft. Don't let anybody take you off course. You'll be all right. I appreciate that. I appreciate y'all. Like, y'all just seem super cool. Like, I appreciate y'all having me on. Absolutely. We're glad that you joined us. And um, yeah, I'll just go ahead and say we got to have you back again sometime soon, if that's cool with you. Oh, yeah, I'm done. I'm ready. Like, whenever. All right. Yeah. So just make sure that uh, listeners out there are paying attention because, yeah, we're definitely bringing her back. And uh, yeah, this won't be the the last that uh, she'll be hanging out with us on the show. And so, you know, before we get ready to head out, if you could drop your socials and all that stuff where people can keep up with what you've got coming up and so that way they know when you're dropping next and where to find your videos and all that good stuff. Okay, yes. Um, I'm primarily on Instagram. So my Instagram is Mari, at Mari Mama. So it's going to be M-A-R-I-I-M-O-M-M-A with an underscore at the end. Um, that's where I primarily post, but I am on Twitter at Mari Mama, no underscore, just at Mari Mama. And also Facebook, uh, which is just Amber Simone. So you can search Amber Simone. Uh, I should pop up on there. And uh, yeah, so everybody feel free, you know, hit me up, like whatever. I'm approachable. Like, I, ain't, I ain't gonna be acting crazy, man. Like, <laughs> hit me up. <laughs> that going Hollywood on them, huh? Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, we thank you again for coming on the show. We can't have to wait. Can't wait to have you back soon. Oh, for sure. I can't wait to be back on. All right. And yes, that was the super, super talented Amber Simone. We're so glad that she was able to come through and share her experiences and all the wisdom and knowledge that she dropped. And uh, so, yeah, make sure that you check her out everywhere that she mentioned, because you do not want to miss a single thing she's got coming up. All right. We're going to take a quick break with Beats by Yours Truly, and we'll be back right after this with Music Industry News. Let's do it.
right, and we're back with highlights from the music industry headlines. Man, Sony Music has been making some noise. Apparently, their full year results, music sales grew 90% to $8.63 billion. 90%. Uh. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's a, a crazy amount of growth. Um, so that was for their fiscal 2020. So, you know, they got a boost from streaming, of course. They were selling off assets and um, Anaplex, which is their music and anime production company, was behind this big box office hit in Japan called Demon Slayer. And so that company also provided the music for it. So, you know, it kind of went hand in hand and boosted both of those departments quite nicely. So, yeah, there's been growth. There's money out there. And also... Sony says that it's been aggressively pursuing music acquisitions and they bought a Mexican regional label called Remex to prove it. So, you know, they're putting their money where their mouth is. Uh, they purchased the whole catalog of that company. They're not disclosing for how much that they did purchase it for. But um, the label will still get to run technically independent, even though it's owned by Sony, but they kind of have to start all over again, building their roster. But, you know, for them to agree to that, it must have been a really, really nice chunk of change. So, and then they'll be continuing to uh, distribute music through The Orchard, which is also owned by Sony. So, I mean, they've been powering up big time just in the last three months. They've already like announced three deals that they closed. So like February, it was AWOL and Cobalt, which was, um, you know, basically a distribution and publishing powerhouse. They bought that for 430 million in March. They bought uh, Paul Simon's catalog. So that was in nine figures, even though they didn't say exactly how much it was, but they've been dropping off a nice chunk of change in, in April. We announced that they had uh, purchased Brazil's largest label, Som Libra, for $255 million. So, and they're not playing around. They said they came to aggressively purchase, and that's exactly what they've been doing. I wonder if, if, Gar- if, <laughs> if Gar- Michael got part of that. Mm. Yeah, you know what? They, they didn't actually say, but it's possible. Maybe they're still working something out. Because a lot of times we don't hear about the deals until they've actually gone through. So, yeah, I, I bet it's probably been some stuff happening behind the scenes, and we'll see. I yeah, bet. I know I said, I said Garfunkel, but I meant Garfunkel. Yeah, yeah, Simon and Garfunkel. But you know what? I bet, like, in a couple of weeks, we'll probably be like, hey, you remember when you said, I wonder if Garfunkel got in on it? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So that's how it rolls. You know, when we find out, we make sure that we let you know. And um, the important thing about knowing what's getting bought up and um, publishing, it lets you know what the music industry, well, major labels are looking for and what they find is um, a lucrative place to put their investments in. So if you notice, they're buying record labels, they're buying distribution companies, they're buying management and they're also buying up uh, publishing rights. So, you know, if you make quality music, you know, who knows, someday you could probably be a part of that list. And it also lets you know how important it is to own as much of your stuff as you possibly can. So that way you can benefit if one of these deals ever lands in your lap. Absolutely. All right, and speaking of money available, Music Credit Fund in London launched to offer artists, songwriters, and other music rights holders loans as an alternative to selling off their copyrights. So, you know, there's times where artists fall in these hard times. They need money to be able to finance their next project and all that good stuff. So this place is for the people that, you know, probably has like a good chunk of publishing coming in or they know that they probably will. So that way they don't have to sell off their copyrights. They can hold on to it. But the loans do have a $2 million minimum for five to 10 years at, quote, competitive interest rates. So, you know, there's no personal guarantees and it's out there. It's available as an alternative. But, you know, $2 million, (laughs) that's kind of a, a big chunk of change. It sounds similar to what the labels do with advances. So, but that's an option out there that does exist. 
All right. And Tencent, the owner of China's largest music streaming services, could be hit with a $1.5 billion fine and forced to sell two music apps due to anti-competitive practices. So check this out. What all that gobbledygook means is that when they originally signed deals with the major three, so, you know, the big three, anytime we talk about that, Warner, Sony, and Universal. So originally when they signed these deals, they were exclusive. So all the music that they licensed with these majors had to come through them. And then they sub-licensed the rights to use them to other competitors in China. So that's why they were kind of under fire at the time that that happened. And as we announced a while back, they signed new deals with a couple of the labels. And so once they did that and they weren't the exclusive uh, licensees there, then, you know, they kind of put the investigation on hold. Like, okay, well, maybe this will be all right. But the only problem is, is that they also have exclusive deals signed with major pop artists in China. So, you know, they're still kind of got their their foot on the competitors over there. So, you know, it looks like they're going to be under some scrutiny. They're either going to have to pay up or sell off the apps that have the exclusive rights uh, for some of those pop songs there. So it's kind of interesting to just think of, you know, having to go to your competitor and expect them to give you a fair rate when they know that they've basically got a monopoly on the whole industry is just kind of wild. <laughs> you took the word right out of my mouth. I've been thinking that for the last five minutes during this news blast. Yeah. I just didn't say anything. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, that'll be kind of interesting to see how that plays out. And, uh, okay, so here's another hot thing that's been kind of buzzing is DJ Quick. So, you know, he took to Instagram and burned his death row royalty check, demanding credit for 50 Cent, Tupac, Nelly, and like all this other stuff that he's done for other artists. So he felt insulted by the number that the check was for and, you know, decided to throw it on the Barbie. And uh, so it kind of drew a lot of attention. And, you know, when you kind of look at his catalog and some of the stuff that he did, you could hear the similarities between, you know, his work and some of these songs. So uh, Nelly's Hot in Here, Kendrick Lamar's King Kunta, R. Kelly Home Alone, Tupac All Eyes on Me, 50 Cent in the Club, and If I Can't. So, you know, it's, it's, you can definitely hear his influence on the music. DJ Quick's got a really, really particular style. And I could understand him being upset. You know, it's kind of, it sucks to get ripped off. It really does. But, um, you know, shout out to our homie Sean Cobain. It was like, well, you're burning the check to say that you should get more money, but you're burning the money, (laughs) which, you know, it is kind of a paradox. But there's been a lot of speculation. Maybe he's already deposited the money just via snapping it on the phone (laughs) and then just burning the check symbolically. Which I like to think that's probably what happened because, yeah, if you think you get or deserve more money, then you shouldn't be burning the money that you got. So, yeah, that's something that's been going around. But, yeah, do what you can to protect yourself. Um, You know, get your stuff copyrighted, not copywritten. I hear that all the time. That's not correct. It's right, R-I-G-H-T. So, copyright, copyrighted materials. And, uh, you know, it's, it's... a little pricier than it used to be but it'll be worth it in the long run that way if somebody rips you off you have no trouble when you go to collect your check and you won't have to burn any piddly royalties on your barbecue <laughs> well you know i might as well go ahead and say this you know a lot of these uh these these highways are uh they go both directions okay mm-hmm. and so um, you know, burning the check, I, I relate, I understand everything, but just remember that's a two-way highway because what if the other end decides to uh, stop payment? Right. You see, so, so, you know, you have to tread very carefully with these things and uh, uh, think it out before you make, before you take the, act, make the activity. Think yeah. it out first before you make that activity. And, uh, you know, if you do that, you'll be all right. But if you don't do that, it could lead to some repercussions, yeah. especially 
in the era of the big three. And, um, you know, they're doing their thing. The big three are doing their thing and so on and so forth. But in the process, they're grasping and gaining a lot more power. And that power word is a strong word. It really is. It really is. So, all right, we're going to take a quick break for more music by yours truly, and we'll be right back with more industry news right after this. highlights from music industry news headlines the grammys decided that they're no longer going to use anonymous voting committees for their nomination process so okay the way it worked out before is that uh, they had nominations for 61 categories and it was trimmed down by about 15 to 30 people in the industry well members so their identities were kept secret before now and so now they're going to decide to have the nominees chosen for almost all awards. They did specify that, not all of them, but for almost all awards um, chosen by a majority vote across the Academy voting members. So because of this, now they're changing up some stuff and 90% of the members now have to go through a requalification process this year to make sure that they're actively engaged in music creation. So, and that actively engaged in music creation is in quotes because that's what they're saying. Um, to me, it kind of sounds like it might be a nice way to kind of sidestep some problems that may arise. So we'll see if they go ahead and do this and things look a little bit different. Um, yeah, this will be a test the next time you check out the Grammys to see who's nominated to make sure that ac- accurately reflects the music industry. Um, what around the time the Grammys aired, we took a little poll on our Instagram and 100% of the people that responded said that they don't believe that the Grammys accurately reflects the music scene. So yeah, hopefully this change will be for the good. I felt like they left themselves enough wiggle room to not make too much of a difference, but you know, just give them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe things will actually change. 
and uh yeah it will be interesting to see how that works hey and, and then additionally today is the big day when it comes to music and social activity and so forth uh, concerning facebook they'll be making their decision today concerning former the former u.s president you know we're global international but we zero in on this the former u.s president is up to bat today and facebook will allow uh make a decision on whether he's allowed to be back on facebook or not so mm -hmm. we'll follow that we'll follow up with that on next week to let you know just what happened but the big meeting is today all right yeah it's really important to stay informed and title has finally finalized the sale to uh, square which we had announced some time ago it was originally projected to be about 297 million dollars um, then it was reported that it was for 350 million but then more reports came out and said that that wasn't accurate so the final price was 302 million dollars so all the artist co-owners uh, still remain stakeholders and so of course that includes you know Alicia Keys, Beyonce, Calvin Harris, J. Cole, a whole bunch of others and um, Jay-Z is going to stay on and so will the CEO Desiree Perez so it looks like not a whole lot's gonna change, just who owns it. And uh, we'll see what that means for the industry um, and see how that does for titles popularity. So a lot of people kind of flock to it because of the prestige Jay-Z kind of brought to it. Um, some people still swear by it, maybe it will stay that way. But it's interesting that, you know, Square has their main focus on payment but then they decided to get over here so a lot of people are speculating about how those worlds are going to merge um, you know once this deal kind of gets rolling and we see how things fall into place yeah that that uh, collaboration word is a strong word it really is all right these tips about uh concerts here so you know everybody's kind of itching to get back out there um artists are excited to perform fans are excited to listen and the uk decided to uh, try this little experiment and had crowds of people gather for a rave with no social distancing no masks no kind of covid precautions whatsoever just so that way they could see what was going to happen and so they let everyone know they can go to this event without doing any of this stuff. But afterwards, they need to kind of return back to following the protocols. So they're going to wait and watch and see what happens with the spread of it. So that way they can come up with a plan for how to reopen live music in the future. So, I mean, that was a bunch of brave souls out there <laughs> that were willing to try it all in the name of experimentation. Uh, we'll see what happens with that as the news pours in. You know, we've got a couple weeks to wait and uh, see what the results are. But man, that's that's I, I don't even have words for that. The, <laughs> just the thought of that is just kind of frightening. But um, yeah, we'll see what happens. And um, so, yeah, if you're like me and still kind of nervous to do the live stuff yet, there are some deals going on where everybody's still working on doing these virtual concerts. Uh, Warner Music Group bought a stake in Wave. And so, you know, they're trying to work with, you know, getting their artists kind of developed into all these cool avatars and whatnot. Um, so in addition to signing with Wave, they also have a deal with Genies, which, uh, you know, they specialize in doing the avatars. So it's supposed to be creating like interactive worlds for the fans. So you don't feel like you're just sitting at home watching it. You know, it's a way to kind of involve you and make you feel like you're in that world. So, uh, yeah. And, you know, Tencent um, Instrumental launched another virtual music venue with Avakin Life, which is another platform that kind of has that alternate reality feel to it so it's been a lot going on as far as that goes um you know earlier when we were talking about um catalogs too as well kind of switching gears here but um hypnosis bought red hot chili peppers catalog for 140 million and they just bought 
105 songs from Andrew Watt. Um, so this includes like Senorita by Shawn Mendes, Havana by Camila Cabello and Young Thug and a bunch of other songs. So all these companies are investing their money in ways to entertain remotely and um, all these ways to, you know, just kind of capitalize on the use of music in other platforms. So, yep, that's the news. We want to make sure that you're informed. And uh, we're going to take a quick break with music by yours truly. And we'll be back to close out the night with you.
and that's a wrap for this week's edition of Music Marbles with the Chickle Beats and Freezy Gibson. We're so thrilled that you decided to spend your day with us, and we can't wait to do it again next week. Yeah, it's, it's really been a blast, especially on the news side, um, being able to inform folks about what's going on behind the scenes as well as in front. And so uh, look forward to seeing that happen again on next week. Yes, indeed. So... Yep, make sure that you come back, tune in, tell a friend, and we'll see you then. Peace. Peace.